Yo, this is how we do it, man, on Fan Bros, on the Loudspeaker Network. I want y'all to not touch your iPod, your pod, your turn-in channel, your digital download. This is how we do it. The speaker plug in the digital network. Zilla, you G-O-D, I'm out of here, man. Pieces, love, kisses, and all that hugs. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. Or should I say the award-winning show where the bros are fans yeah, or something to that should extent. Say that. You should definitely say that. I agree. Yes, that's right, folks. You are listening to the award-winning voice of the Urban Geek, the Fan Bros Show. And this is your boy, DJ Benjamin, a.k.a. award-winning <laughs> Blogger, podcaster, all that good stuff. The <laughs> Captain Kirk of the spaceship, everything else that I can never remember. The butcher of names, the Kevin Bacon of the internets, the Petey Green of hip hop himself is here on the radio, on the podcast, on the Fan Bro Show, and I'm joined by your co-host, which is wondering why you have such a long ass intro, Tatiana King Jones, the stiletto stunner, also award winning. Yes, a horror of the spaceship. That's right. That's right. And also in the space pod, the spaceship tonight is... Chico Leo, the award-winning Mad Monk, Jaguar Prince. I like that, Mad Monk. Right. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty apt description right there. And that's right, folks. Like I said before, this is Fan Bros Show, the award-winning. Why do I keep saying that, Chico? Why? Because we just won a big prestigious award. Yes, that's right, folks. The Fan Bros Show is the winner of the 2014 Black Web Blog Award for Tatiana. Tell them what we won. Best Gaming and Comics Blog. I like that. That's us. I like that. I Best Gaming it. and Comics Blog, fanbros.com, where you can always find the latest episode of the Fan Bros Show, amongst all kind of other greatness, award-winning greatness. Ben, I mean, where were you when you found out we won? Wow, that, that's a question that I have to tell my grandkids. <laughs> Um, let's see, where was I? I was sitting right right here in this very room, actually, in this spaceship right here. Mm-hmm. I was sitting right here. I woke up in the morning. It was a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Raul <laughs> Julia. <laughs> it was a day unlike any other. But for me, it was a Tuesday. And yeah, so um, I woke up. I was like, yo, what happened to those awards? I thought they were, I thought that they, you know, actually released the awards on Tuesday. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, too. But, you know, I woke up, so I'm like, okay, it's Tuesday morning. Let me check. I already knew we won. Word up. Let me just say that. I, I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to be real. Yeah, you, you can go <laughs> check the files because you can go back on fanbros.com, listen to the episode where we got nominated, and I said we were going to win. So I already knew it. Like, I was like, yo, we got this before I even looked at my computer. <laughs> but then I went to blackweblogawards.com, Black Web uh-huh. checked it out, scrolled down the page, and boom. There it was. Fan Bro Show. Show winning. Yes. And thank you to everyone who voted for us, who shared any RTs or shared any posts on Facebook or in any social media aspect. We really appreciate you. Let, hey, this shows you that voting does work most of the time. Word up. Word <laughs> up. Shout out to the Republicans. <laughs> And also, and also, thank you to everyone who was in the category with us, particularly uh, the Spawn Point blog, man. Definitely some worthy competitors, man, but also worthy friends as well. So we appreciate you guys. Salutes to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout them out. Big shout out to Spawn Point blog. We'll be on their mm-hmm. show very soon. Yes. Yes. So shout out to the Black Web Blog Awards. Once again, shout out to everyone who supported Fan Bro Show. It's moments like this that keep us going because this Fan Bro Show runs on perspiration, imagination, <laughs> and dedication. You know what I mean? Let me get my Jesse Jackson and, on for and, a second. And just a, just, a, just a dash of ghetto rigging. Just you a dash of there. ghetto rigging. Yes, yes, that's right. We are the voice of the urban geek, as they say. And so thank you for everyone for making us the award-winning champions. Speaking of award-winning, yes, there is uh, a potentially award-winning movie out that you got to see today. What, yesterday? Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was a nice little move right there. Segway. Thank smooth. you. I learned from the best. Hey, that's right. <laughs> and I got to see um, Interstellar last night, directed by Chris Nolan. 
you know, one of the biggest movies of the fall. Looks like there's a lot of hype behind it. I've been, I myself have been super hyped to see it. Mm -hmm. You know, got our boy Matthew McConaughey in his only movie of 2014. His first movie since winning the Oscar. The only other time you'll see him is in a Lincoln uh, Continental commercial. No, yeah. And that was a big mistake. (laughs) That was a weird commercial. Yeah. Yeah, that was a mistake all around. But the Jim Carrey impersonation on it of Saturday Night Live was the best thing ever. The only good thing to come out of Saturday Night Live in a long time. But yeah, um, Interstellar. Uh, okay, just just first impressions. Don't remember. You can't spoil it. I have not seen it yet. Yep, no spoiler alerts. No spoiler alerts. I was talking about it on Twitter today. I didn't spoil it then. I won't spoil it now. Cause there are some big moments in it that I had no idea were coming. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of there's a few not twists, but just some reveals that you have from trailers and something you have so no, no idea. So no Shyamalan type twists. No, no, not like that. No, not okay. at all. It's definitely an ambitious movie. That's the first thing mm-hmm. I like to say. It's you know because. When I first came out of it, I was like, <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah, no, there was a lot. That's of, a muted yeah, reaction. There was a lot of great moments, but overall, I just came out of it like, okay, because Were you I, confused about what you just saw. No, I kind of saw the ending coming. For, I saw a lot of things coming. I won't say it's a very surprising movie or anything, because I saw a lot of things coming really quickly. I was like, okay, this is about to happen. Mm. I was like, one or two or things is going to happen right here, and it was really just which of the people was going to do it, and I, you know, one of them did it. And then at the end, it was like, I didn't see the big or like, you know, what it was all about. I can't say I saw that, but just I saw how it was going to all wrap up pretty much. So it was predictable in, in a sense. In a sense. If you've seen enough sci-fi movies, it's definitely predictable. Okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're saying the end was predictable, but there was stuff that happened along the way that wasn't. I guess, yeah. I guess, I mean, I guess that, because you know, like, this is a Nolan story. So at the very end, it's going to be like, you putting the the story into an envelope, into another envelope, to another bigger envelope that you did not realize was there, and I feel like it's like you said the greater purpose of the story you didn't really realize until like Afterwards. that wasn't something you could that, come up with on your own. Yeah, there's something there's there's a lot of themes in the movie that it, you know it distresses a whole lot of different stuff, and it's really heady, and it's like that's what I mean when I say it's ambitious because mm-hmm. for having made you know this hundred million, I don't know how many millions they dollars spent there on marketing, total everything, effects, everything, it's a very um, it's not like a dumb movie, you know, it's not some movie that's just about like, you know, people going into space. It conquers or, or not conquers, it attempts to conquer a lot of big issues. Mm. You know, there's a lot of stuff about environmentalism and all that. But as well, there's just things about love, about the relationship of love in the universe to wow. different, you know, what it means, you know, to different energies and, and forces like gravity and time yeah. and what love means to all those yeah. and so it's a movie that afterwards the more i thought about it i was like oh, okay there's some you know some really dope ideas i'm not sure if nolan really hit the mark on it all the time okay but visually yeah i mean visually Jesus. crazy you think yeah. you'll see it again in the theaters yeah i saw it in a 70 millimeter i didn't get to see it in imax right and i'm I, gonna see it in imax yeah i think i'm gonna go see it again in imax just for some of the you know some of the like I mean, there's some amazing visual stuff. The robots, especially, that accompany the humans on the space trip are really well done there. Ooh, I I've, love it. Yeah, I've never seen um, a design for a robot like this. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's things that's reminiscent of and everything, but it's definitely a new thing. The way they walk and traverse, I could watch that over and right. over again. That's it's hilarious. I mean, I've been super excited about this movie from the moment I saw the very first trailer, like, last year. So I'm really hyped to still see it. Like... I don't care what I hear. I'm going to see that. Yeah, no, trust me. It's something that you need to see in theaters. I would recommend seeing an IMAX. I saw it at the Zigfield. You know, it's a big 70 millimeter. It's one of the biggest screens. Yeah, in I think New it's York. the biggest screen in New York. Besides the IMAX, right? Besides the main, the real IMAX. Yeah, regular yeah. screen. It's probably the biggest. Great sound. You know, it's a great score. I think it's Hans Zimmer did the score. I'm right. not. Yeah, he did. No, I mean, that sounds. That sounds yeah, I'm right. pretty sure he did. It's a you know great score. I mean, visually the space stuff. There's some amazing stuff. I still will say I thought Gravity did uh, the floating in space shots. You know, people floating in space better. Better, right. but it you know when it's outer space, the black holes, the you know shots of Saturn, just all this craziness. You know, the other planets are really you know it's sick. So can we call this the 2014 Space Odyssey? I would, I mean, that's to be the obvious comparison. There's a lot of that. There's a lot, there's like a mix of uh, Stanley Kubrick, um, Space Odyssey, and Spielberg. And my biggest impression, and this really won't spoil things, but I felt um, The Abyss. Like, Mm. even some of the story elements 
you know, that's where I was like, okay, this is what's going to happen because of having watched The Abyss. I was yeah, like, I think okay. The Abyss is an underrated movie. That's James Cameron's Underwater. Yes. You know, uh, Epic. it was after Aliens. and uh, Yeah, people, at the time, it didn't get a lot of love, and no. I think the director's cut helps it. But even then, it's it's kind of flawed, but just like this movie. Well, it got but overshadowed by T2. That too. But yeah, The Abyss was definitely an incredible movie. And this, you know, like I say, it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen, but... It's so ambitious that it definitely deserves, you know, your money and check it out. You know, shout outs to Nolan once again. You know, he does it. Like, you know, I didn't feel that uh what was the last one? Interception? Well, last one I think he did Inception before Inception. the before the the third Batman movie. Yeah, he did. He he's been interspersing them with and he's done with Batman and Superman yes. and yeah, other than producing. And so um yeah, you know, it's the same type of thing. Like Inception I love, but you know, there's there's, you know, problems. <laughs> my my favorite Nolan movie is actually The Prestige, which yes, uh, yes. you know also had Christian Bale and Leonardo Memento like movies. And, well, yeah, and Memento was incredible. I mean, that's I, probably yeah, my Memento favorite. Memento came out of nowhere. It was Whew. first time feature. Um, but um, the Prestige is up there too. Yeah, Prestige. Prestige, I, re- I really liked a lot. Definitely. Um, yeah, no, he's. I mean, he's certainly. I mean, you know, th- there's definitely he. This this is you know the first I agree event movie of the year. Yeah, I mean, not counting summer, you know, like the Guardians. Oh no, of the this Galaxy. is the big fall. Yeah, yeah this is the beginning right of because, like, you know, I, f- I feel like Gravity came out about a year ago around this time. Yep. Um, and now is when they throw out all the prestige movies. Definitely, shout out to the prestige. Right, but yeah, <laughs> shout out to Interstellar. Check it out. You know, it uh, it's in New York right now. I think it debuts everywhere to by the time you hear this show. Yeah. So definitely check it out, and we're gonna take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with more fan bros. This is Guy Rute, CEO of War Media. I have no fucking idea what they're talking about on this, but I still check out the Fan Bros Show. Yo, and uh, as we come back from the break on this award-winning Fan Bros Show, <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm just going to keep saying that. Big shout-out to the Black Weblog Awards. Chico, I, you know, in regards to people winning, I heard you had some other big news. So apparently the Republicans have taken over both the Senate and House of Representatives and will control all of Congress, and I hear that among the things they want to do is outlaw all comic books, outlaw all video games, basically outlaw all, you know, fanbro-related uh, <laughs> subjects. Where'd you hear this from? Um, I just, you know, you can read it between the lines in terms of the <laughs> stuff they're saying. You know what I mean? They want, there's no time for that. They want to put us all into work camps and, you know, lock the doors so when the work camps catch on fire, we got to jump out the windows. So, and so we got Senator Palpatine as the majority that's leader. That's exact. That's correct. That's exactly wow. right. Yeah. So, um, so is know. this in like regards to us winning the award? Like, right. so once they saw us getting a little recognition, a little power, they're like, okay, let's just nip this in that, the bud that, right that now. That is precisely what happened. <laughs> that is precisely Damn, what Chico. happened. But that 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 is kind of a Republican, right? Response. Yeah, no. You if you think Karl Rove is not all over the Black Weblog Awards, <laughs> then you got another thing coming. <laughs> the hip hop police are yeah, here. Exactly. The hip hop police is back. They're sitting there. And, oh uh, no! Yep, that's right. Oh, so the Reed should watch out. Shout out to them for winning uh, best podcast. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Kid Fury and Crystal, watch your back. Um, <laughs> Republicans are coming for you too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I can make a Jewish joke, but I no, won't. No. All right. <laughs> What's, what else is going on in the news, Tatiana? Well, you know, I feel like you know I want to talk about film again, but I want to go from maybe worst to best. Okay. Because I felt like we talked about something that was really good already. Yep. Let's talk about uh, this gentleman named, and I'm and I'm probably gonna butcher it, but his name is Neil Bloomkamp. I think you got it right. Okay. Yeah, he uh, yeah. he he directed um, District Nine, one of my favorite sci-fi movies ever in the last you know decade or so um and ben i mean you discovered that he is directing he also did uh elysium yeah, he, he did, did elysium, elysium too which was not as yeah. good as i mean that's important in this that's trajectory a, yeah. right. about to talk about. so ben i mean you discover he's directing this brand new movie and you said it's maybe reminiscent of short circuit yeah uh his new film comes out in february it's called chappie yeah and it features a dude uh who makes this robot and, you know, it's like the first, I guess in this world, the first example of artificial intelligence or whatever. So he makes this artificial intelligent robot and, you know, then proceeds to teach him to be human. And, of course, you know, it, it had an Iron Giant 2014 uh, short circuit 2014 feel we, to it. Are we talking about a robot like 
Data from Star Trek? No, we're talking, no, we're talking like, like Johnny a, Five, like a, a robot like Twiggy from uh, or what Tweaky from uh, Buck Rogers. Oh man, big shout out to Tweaky. I, th- I, th- I, th- yeah. I thought it was Tweaky. Tweaky or, or no, not? Not, not even Johnny Five. No, no, it's definitely more Johnny Five reminiscent. Oh. Yeah, and the weird thing is, it's like he's reminiscent of the other robots from all of um, like from District Nine and from Elysium. Mm-hmm. It's like he, Neil has this real specific, you know, look for his robots and his armored mech warriors yeah. or whatever. So you got and his dirty future. They're bulky like and it's dirty. That, yeah. Everything's yeah. very <laughs> grungy. <laughs> and and the grungy. That's exact. I think yeah. grungy. Yeah, he he definitely the grungy future is yeah. his, is his. Vision. And I'm glad you mentioned Elysium because what we all kind of observed is he's on a downward spiral, kind of like he, he's pulling an M Night Shyamalan right now. Yeah, it's kind of sad because, like I said, District Nine was pretty ambitious and, and you know it hit a lot of different points. And then you had uh, you know the let down Elysium, and now you have basically Chappy. Sh- <laughs> Feels like I should say like mammy. So I mean, are we gonna just hate just outright like? No, this no. I mean, it's got a Wolverine, Hugh Jackson as Hugh the Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yo, yeah. did did anyone see the movie with Hugh Jackman with the fighting robots? Because that yes. was yes. actually pretty good. I saw. <laughs> I hated that damn movie. Oh, I thought that was what a was good it called? Movie. It was I don't called. Remember, um, but I, I, I was expecting nothing. But I kind of like that. Real just because we just brought real it, yeah, real steel. steel. Just because you know we're talking about Hugh Jackman and robots. No, so, no, big shout out to real steel. It, yeah. It's uh like a rock'em sock'em robot yeah. brought to life, and it's 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 it terrible. But you know, if you were twelve. If you were twelve, it was right. an awesome movie. I was yeah. like but 39, it was like but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I enjoyed Real Steel. I mean, I you look, it's not a ground changing, you know, sci fi movie, but I was expecting to turn that off and I was like, ooh. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, 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 there we go. We got. Wolverine. But yeah. So it's got Hugh Jackman, Chappie as has Hugh. Yo, it's hard to do a follow up. It's like an album. Like you think about all the artists who put out a really dope first album, and, and then, then the their second. second album not so good, and their yeah. third album not so good. It's like that with movie makers. Definitely, um, especially when they're writing their own stuff, because right. it's like they, you know, they probably spent their whole lives writing everything into their first movie, and then after that, it's like, okay, I got to come up with some more. And Chappie is yeah. what you get. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Neil Bloomkamp. February comes out. We'll see how it is then, you know. Yeah. And now, is that is that even so? Do they do they don't they like put all the crappy movies in February? Ouch. Or yes. maybe I'm wrong about I mean, that. Isn't there like a whole scheduling? Like, there's a reason that movie's not coming out now, and Interstellar is. I mean, that's the unspoken scheduling. Right. Like, the crappy movies come out early in the year, like that. Like you said, February, yeah. and I believe February is that month. Yeah. Damn it. February. It's two. It's two. It's February in the beginning of the year, and at the very end, like in that. Like the end of August, yeah. September zone. Like and uh, District Nine was a late August. Yeah, release. but it was awesome. I know that's what I mean. They, right. You know, they, they're they're the studios are showing their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of other people showing faith, though, big shout outs to Urbance. Ooh, Ooh yes, yes, that Kickstarter. Yes. Um, from friend of the show, Lashawn Thomas. Right. Yes, big shout out to Lashawn Thomas, who's a. Uh, New pilot just got funded on Kickstarter. They raised over 200 100. stacks. Yes. Big ones. So congrats to you guys. Um, so the, the Urbance is uh, an animated, well, I guess they're going to make an animated series. It's yep. kind of, um, it has a lot of different um uh, what, the, what sort of animated references? Influences. In influences, thank you. So like I, I made it akin to something like a Jet Grind Radio slash anime slash cell shading like it, it's it's bonkers the, the colors are phenomenal the, the the lines are phenomenal the characters look really the character cool. looks yeah. really cool i mean i'm, I'm excited for it and like it, it not one character said a word and i'm just like when can i get this wow yeah so urbance just uh had his kit starter they're funded so they're gonna make a pilot of it but you should go and you can check online and you can watch the watch the pilot and you can still give them money and help them for their second episode yeah, it's, it's a teaser video it's about a minute 30 right. uh, a minute 30 seconds long and like you said, it's about to go down. Yeah, so they've got enough money to make the pilot now. So the pilot will be coming out. They said they're going to shop it, you know, at festivals and whatnot. So hopefully we'll see a series from this. We'll definitely have LaShawn Thomas on the show soon so we can speak to him. You know, mm-hmm. shout outs to them. Always great to see somebody, you know, people getting that faith, getting that funding from the crowd. You know, because fan bros are going to be on that real soon. Real soon. <laughs> like super soon. I didn't to say it but you did you know what i mean <laughs> so shout outs to kickstarter any of those other crowdfunding alternatives you know fan bros show will probably be making an appearance on them very soon folks look out for that word up 
Um, and it's I, I think it's a good way for people to sort of sidestep the mainstream studio system, whether you're talking about yeah. music, whether you're talking about comic books, whether you're talking. I mean, there's people on, on Kickstarter like I bought a bag that like a backpack. And, yo, I, I you know, none other than Dallas Penn and, and Reggie O'Say, Combat Jack himself, both com- complimented me on my bag that I got on Kickstarter from the dude who made the bag. You nice. Know? So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, whatever your thing is out there, like, you can go straight to the people, you know, on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, or any of these... Uh, um, crowdfunding Yeah, sites. crowdfunding yep. things. Uh, and, and it's a good way to support stuff that's not where three-quarters of your money is not going into the pocket of some soul-crushing corporation mm. or the CEO of some soul-crushing corporation. <laughs> mm. Or, you know, you know... <laughs> or the workers of yeah. some soul-crushing well, no, corporation. But, you know, I mean, nah, it's, 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 you know, the big thing with the internet is taking the middleman out of the out of the equation and in so much of the uh, creative stuff there's a middleman taking from the both the audience and the artist and uh so yeah i I know i think that was one of the most eloquent you know statements on kickstarter and crowdfunding ever and i like that you set that up lovely because like i said before when fan bro show was on kickstarter you know you can give the money straight to us. No right. middleman. Right. Although <laughs> Kickstarter will take a cut. I mean, definitely. But, but you know, not, it's not the same as, the, as the loudspeakers they network. Got <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Shout out to the loudspeakers network. Right. You know, <laughs> and taxation without representation. Yikes. Yes. <laughs> but, um, so when, yeah, when we do have our Kickstarter, you know, you'll be able to find us on there. You'll be able to support Fan Bros Show. We're going to have a lot more things for you because we're award winning. In 2015, we're going to take it to another level. So. You know, just look out for that. It's coming soon. We're going to take it to the house. Word up. What else is going on, Tatiana? Um, I'm going to skip the other bad news about bad Spanish accents. Ouch. Al Pacino. <laughs> we'll talk about him another time. Yep. But something that interests me is, you know how Christian Bell was supposed to play Steve Jobs in the like fourth uh, Steve Jobs biopic? This yep. one is written by um, Aaron Sorkin. Um, well, apparently he dropped out. He said after reviewing the script and talking about it a little bit, he realized this he was not the person for the character. Every time I saw him, I just thought of, you know, what if he's spoken that Batman voice the whole time? <laughs> the iPad. <laughs> Give me the iPod. Swear to me. <laughs> but it's also this movie's gonna be directed by Danny Boyle, yeah. who um, I'm a big fan of. Train spotting. He, he did train spotting. He also did Sunshine, which I think is one of the better uh, sci-fi movies of the last ten years, oh, along I with that District one. Nine. And okay. uh, yeah, Sunshine is really, really dope. And uh, he, he, I mean, he's he actually he did Slumdog Millionaire that won the Oscar a few there years you go. back. Um, he's a British director, and I think you said, or you were about to say, Michael. Uh, F- yep, yep. Yeah, sorry. I was gonna, <laughs> I was no, just no, gonna no, make gonna... make y'all guess, but since you know, go ahead, Chico. Uh, that Michael Fassbender is now in the uh, in the running for the role of uh, Magneto slash <laughs> Steve Jobs. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna wear the helmet, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, Steve Jobs is more Magneto than anybody, any wow. other character. If you think about it, wow, oh wow, really? Yeah, and it's not a diss. This is really like if I mean, you that's real talk. If you yeah. and see the, the, the this this particular biopic is based off of also based off of Walter Ixon's um, uh, biography of Steve Jobs that I've actually read a couple times mm-hmm. and. It, when you read that and really get to know Steve Jobs, at least from that viewpoint, you were like, damn, this dude is, is Magneto. Wow, that, that's a big book. You read that a couple of times? I did. Wow. I mean, that's like the kind of book where I mean, you obviously put that it was, it was bag, maybe a like, year no apart. For anything else. No, no, no. <laughs> it was I maybe know. a year apart, but I, I did. Wow. Look at the big brain on Tatiana. <laughs> no, I didn't even mean that. Just carrying it around. Listen, it was you a bitch to carry e-book. around. It was not. I had the actual book. Right. It was a gift, and it was a bitch to carry around. But I was on the A train with that book. Nice, nice. Yeah, I don't know about Fastbender either, though. Um, I'm confused about him. I, I would actually it. think Bale, with his angriness, could pull off you know jobs better than Fastbender. I've never, seen, you know, Fastbender yeah. seems just too calm and collect. But the, he does have that inner anger as Magneto. That's the thing. At least from the book, the way they illustrated Steve Jobs, he, I mean, he always he had this outward anger as well. Like when he didn't like the way something was going. He thought people weren't really giving it their all. But he also had, a, as I said, as illustrated, a quiet inner anger, like that kind of brooding. You know that picture, that famous picture of him holding his chin? Um, yep. That kind That's of. That's Magneto. That, that, right. That look, that kind of, I'm really thinking about changing this whole world, but I might also like drop you down 
a flight of steps type of thing. That's what I think of when I see him. And I think whatever actor does that has to have that quiet, brooding, almost slightly crazy, but not quite. Oh, yeah. Well, then Fassbender, you know, that that's a role built for him to... Yeah. Also, you know, uh, we talk about like a lot of directors and actors like that that that, that there's a relationship like uh, Christopher Nolan has had Christian Bale in a lot of his movies. Michael Fassbender has actually been the star of that black British dude who did Twelve Years a Slave. Um, Steve McQueen, yeah, no, Steve McQueen. Like Fassbender was starred in all yep. three of Steve McQueen's movies, and so that's not something you see as often, like a black director and and a white star. Like you don't for see example, a lot of black directors. No, 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 that's true. <laughs> but like Denzel Washington had a really, really great relationship with um, Tony Scott, Ridley Scott's brother. Yeah, he actually, if you can go and look, they made like seven or eight movies together. Like they obviously, and Denzel Washington was one of the first people after Tony Scott died under still very mysterious circumstances that they're calling a suicide but anyway Denzel Washington was one of the first people who came out and gave like a really warm you know they they had a really good working relationship and so I I mean I'm not saying anything other than just pointing out that in the annals of film this is like the one time where there's the you know it's a black well, director Lee, and a you know, Spike Lee had the Totoros. Yes, he and absolutely and Imperioli yes. has been in a bunch of Spike. But you know when you think of Spike Lee stars, you're definitely thinking more. Uh, along the I lines would go of, with you the know. T- you know especially in the early early years. I right. have to go with them. All you right. know, they they you were know. a big part of Jungle Fever, a big part of um, Mo Better Blues, right? Big part of Do the Right Thing, right? Right. You know you gotta give them a little credit there. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. I know. I'm. I just. Uh, you know, he has you. an ensemble, yeah. and this is sort of the you know the one on one, like the, yeah, yeah exactly. the Pacino and Scorsese, exactly. The Scorsese or and sadly, Les Tatiana uh, was alluding to Pacino and De Palma, <laughs> um, oh, which, which hasn't gonna, which hasn't worked out too well. Uh, we're gonna leave know. that alone for now, right. though. Uh, let's take another break right there, and we'll be back with more Fan Bro Show award winning Fan Bro Show. Hey, Chico Leo, what are you doing? I'm getting ready to subscribe to Fan Bros. Fan Bros? What's that? Yo, it's the voice of the urban geek. The voice of the what? The voice of the urban geek. That sounds so cool. How do I follow that? Uh, you can go to iTunes or Twitter or the in- or the internet at large and, t- and look for Fan Bros Show, and you can like, you can subscribe, and you can watch a lot of Star Wars. Chico Leo, do you use the internet a lot? And welcome back, Fan Bros, to this jam-packed episode of Fan Bros Show, award-winning voice of the urban geek. And I got to give a big shout-out real quick to the folks who jam-packed the house last week at Bergen Street Comics at our Halloween event. Yes, it was so crazy. Shout out to the always controversial Dallas Penn (laughs) for joining us on the show. The tweets are talking. Man, the tweets are talking today, (laughs) Dallas. Big shout out to you. Of course, thank you to everyone who came out to the Halloween episode. And big shout out to Costume Supercenter for lacing us with those sick-ass costumes. Our costumes were pretty good. Like, they were on point. Yes. Chico is the Mad Monk. Me as Comic Book Suit Man. Tatiana as her namesake. Uhura. Yep. And and shout again to Con Kane who uh, illustrated you guys. Yes, in the right. costume yes. super center. Yes. yes, I mean very well. <laughs> yeah, and very quickly. That very, was a quick yeah. uh, follow up. Yeah, there. yeah, very dope. And um, shout out to Costume Super Center, Chico. What's going on over there? So right they've now? got right now. You can go uh, go on their website and uh, they've got twenty five percent off their already discounted clearance uh, nice. costumes and not just costumes, but they got all kinds of party gear and um, decorations for Halloween. And they actually supply uh, some of those, if, if you're really ambitious, they supply some of those uh, monsters for, like, haunted houses. Like, they've got, like, $10,000, wow. you know, yeah, like, Damn. huge animatronic Frankensteins that come off a table and attack people. Now, I'm not saying necessarily, I don't know if those are on clearance, but this <laughs> is, like, a very, very legitimate outfit. And uh, they, they, they can uh, hook you up with a very legitimate outfit. And nice. if you check the clearance section, there's a, there's a code, and it's uh, I, I, I can't remember what the code is, but they, they'll tell you, and it's 25% off their already you know, low, 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 low clearance. So check that out. And, CostumeSuperCenter.com. Um, Halloween is only, you know what, like 360 <laughs> days away. Yeah. Three, 350 <laughs> some odd well, days away. There's other stuff to dress up. Like right. this is this is Movember slash No Shave November as well. And for people who actually participate in it, um, at least for Movember at the 
very end, usually in early December, every city around the world, they, uh, major cities around the world rather, they have uh, these galas, these Movember galas where people dress up in different characters. The whole point is to grow maybe an outrageous mustache. So I've seen people go as all types of stuff, Hulk Hogan, ah. um, like, so just think about that. So like if you guys are participating in that, you can get your costume from them as well. And also, you know, comic book convention season is coming up, you know, Listen. right again. We just finished New York Comic Con, but right. you know, new season is starting very soon. Yep. So you can get all your cosplay needs there. Costume Super Center, they can hook you up. And speaking of comics and costumes, it's time for Comics I Copped. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's right, folks. I know you're excited. I am. Everyone's on the edge of their seat. Oh, my God. It's been a big week in comic book news. Let me tell you, folks, the Bid 2 are rolling out their next summer spring events right now. Marvel's been crazy with these emails, man. Yo, annoyingly crazy in a way, <laughs> I have to say. Marvel, for the last couple of weeks, maybe like damn near every day, has sent out a different cover image that relates to one of their old series, like Fall of the Mutants, Avengers versus X-Men. They had an Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies right. cover, and it's just been a cover, no explanation at all. None. They released them straight. Every single one of them said summer 2015. Yeah. No other words. And the very last one that I remember, it said, it wasn't even really a cover, it just said everything ends. Ends. With a fade out. Now, and that one says spring, spring 2015. Spring 2015. Okay. So that's the only difference. That's the only difference. So people right. are, are the, you know, the word on the street right now, the word on the internet says that Marvel might somehow end all their lines because the big summer event that they have announced next year is Secret Wars, mm -hmm. which is also a reboot of a now 30-year-old franchise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 30-year-old franchise. So it seems like all these other old, you know, big Marvel events might be coming back in one shots or like different ways. Who the hell knows? Marvel's been super vague about it. But, you know, we'll see what happens next summer. It looks interesting. You know, I'm hype. I love Secret Wars. It's definitely still one of the greatest event series of all time. If you never read it, check it out. That's a uh, Jim Shooter, I think, wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Jim mighty Shooter Jim Shooter. I know, I know. Mike Zek did Mike some of the Zek did some of it. Did the covers. Yep. And that was like the first big comic, like maxi series. Yep. It was twelve issues. Um, DC also right around the same time did Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yep. Where they actually basically took all their different Earth One, Earth Two, Earth X, Earth Y, all that, and put it all together. And now DC's new crossover seems to be convergence. That's so yeah, convergence. But who I don't the know. hell knows? Yeah. Once yeah. again, DC uh, just a couple of years ago had their big reboot where they started a new thing called the New Fifty Two, and basically started over all their series. It was like. Well, not all of them. There's probably a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of the major ones. Like Superman was a whole new tale. You know, Superman and Wonder Woman are now dating instead of Superman and Lois being married. Oh, yeah. He kicked her to the side, huh? Right to the curb. Right side pieced her. Nice friend zone, all that good stuff. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it was like that was DC did that. You know, they, they threw away a lot of old stories and really angered a lot of fans. But their sales went up. So now they're doing Convergence. You know, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no that, problem. this is something that I had to just get off my chest. This whole thing about people getting so damn angry about this stuff. I feel you, and at the same time, I really don't feel you. Imagine if they just uh, turned Star Wars Trek and said all the old stories don't matter. Right, that's the but they've get, done that, but so people what? get emotionally my invested. Thing is, but, and, and I understand, that's what I'm saying, to a degree I understand, because I, I, there's definitely plenty of properties that I love and that I'm all into its canon and its history at the same time. When people get really upset about changes, and then a lot of times those changes end up being great, or sometimes it ends up exploring just another facet of that character. And if you really think about it, nine times out of ten, it doesn't really change anything because, as Marvel likes to explain, oh, it's just another dimension, or it's just another, you know, just another wave of of this particular character. So my thing is, I th I think at least particularly from the internet, stop getting so damn mad and upset about all these changes. Like a lot of times, not even permanent. There's a big thing in comics that people really, you know, have a strong feeling about, and that's continuity. And I'm not that big on it. As, as, a, as a kid, I was. Continuity? Are you kidding me? When you have stuff with multiple timelines, all this retcon going on, yeah. are you kidding me? You're talking about continuity? Give me a break. No, that's my thing. And like, like uh, in the latest, speaking of comics, I copped in the latest issue. I've uh, been reading the latest Marvel event that's going on right now. Um, Avengers and X-Men, Axis. And uh, the less said about it, the better so far. 
But there was a moment in it where Hulk is talking and he's dumb again. And the, in another oh. Avengers series, I'm reading Hulk is smart. Right. So I don't know what I missed that made him dumb. And it really didn't matter to me. It's like, okay, Hulk is dumb right now. Because they're going to reset him again. Again and, in and five then, minutes. Like I, to me, like I said, I just view it as just another shade of that same character. Like, yep. it's going to be one part of the character. You probably don't like that version of the character. Okay, it's not going to be that way forever. No, definitely. And so, yeah, big events and stuff like that. My problem more so than even the continuity issues is just that I just, which is why I always were on, you know, comments I copped, I'm always recommending um, creator-owned independent comics over the big two of Marvel and DC because it's just too much big events, too much, you know, either there's too much continuity or the continuity doesn't matter and nobody really cares. You know, I prefer things like Invincible, which has been written by the same author from the beginning, so it's a straightforward story. Things that happen matter when people die. They're probably not going to come back unless there's some great reason for it. There aren't reboots every, you know, three, four years or whatever. So it just has its own great story. And, you know, as always on Comics Are Copped, I'm always shouting out stuff like that. So big shout out to Chu, latest issue dropped today. Um, Wicked and Divine. I'll, I've been talking about this for a minute, but the fifth issue just came out. The trade comes out next week. If you haven't read it yet, pick up the first trade. It's a really great book. I also have to take a quick moment. Once again, big shout out to Bergen Street Comments and shout out uh, Copra. I want to say I pronounced that right. Um, I got it last week at the live event. Right. It's, it's C-O-P-R-A? Yeah, C-O-P-R-A. Yeah. I'm yeah, Copra or that. Copra, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. It's a book published by Bergen Street Comics. And I want to say the author, illustrator, letterer, inker, colorist, everything is this guy, Michael Fief. I'm going to mispronounce his name right now. And I hope I got that right. But I know that the name of the book is C-O-P-R-A, and it's um, it's kind of a retake on the Suicide Squad. It's kind of like what happened when Watchmen was done, where it's like they couldn't use the original DC characters, so they made up, you know, characters right. of their own. That's it's Copper is definitely, you know, there's all kind it of suicide. Char Charlton, like that was the it was, it was yeah, Charlton, Charlton characters. Yep. They couldn't, yeah, yeah. And so, um, Copper is definitely a Suicide Squad analog, and it's ill as hell. So. Yo, shout, shout out to them. Independent Comics, as always. Dude does everything himself. Published by Bergen Street Comics. You can pick it up anywhere, though. C-O-P-R-A, Copra, Copra. Find it. It's <laughs> fresh. Yo, for real. Just a just a quick like to, to time travel go in the past. Uh, Jim Shooter, who was the aforementioned guy who wrote Secret Wars, yes, he did the New Universe. Yes, now, do you remember that? What dog? Who yeah. are you talking to here? So I I think didn't wasn't Strike Force Moratory? Was no, Strike Force no Strike Force Moratory isn't in New Universe. But but it came out around the same time. Definitely right? did. Yeah, and so that had a whole thing where it was like a Suicide Squad type. It was like all yep. like terminally ill or when they got or, the powers in Strike Force Moratory, it yeah. would, they would their lifespan was limited after the time they had the powers. Right, 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 right. Yep. So, you know, yeah, no, this uh, this is like definitely a fertile ground that has been explored, but definitely there's room for more. And the Suicide Squad have been on Arrow and are getting their right. own movie yeah. um, directed by the dude who did Fury. I did not know that. Yes, wow. yeah, yeah. That's already on the slate. You know, he's working on it right now. I've right, seen wow. interviews with him talking about it already. He's already, you know, like in it. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, that's amazing in itself. If people know the story of suicide, this might be DC's, like, first, like, really stepping out of the box. This right. is, like, you know, when Marvel went with Guardians of the Galaxy instead of, you know, any other team of heroes because they're Z-list at best. Suicide Squad, <laughs> I, I wouldn't put a Z-list, but, no, but they're, like, X-list. Yeah, they're low. <laughs> yeah, they've had some great comics. Some, I mean, uh, John Ostrander yep, wrote it yep, for a yep, long time. Yep. Great, amazing comics, but... Not the highest profile team, and they were getting a movie with a high profile director. And shout out to DC for that one. But that's about it for Comics I Cop. I think I talked about a lot of different stuff right there. So, yeah. Buy so independent Copra comics. Or Copra. Copra or Copra. I'm not sure what it is. Right. Bergen Street Comics. Shout out to you. Thank you so much. Always support independent comics. That's it for Comics I Copped. No tech news this week. TV's stinking it up. Why do you have to mention it? You know, we try to, you know, we gotta let them know. There's none of that going on right now because it's, you know, it's a slow week. What can I say? Apple Watch. Who cares? You know, <laughs> let's keep it real. But Chico, you know what time it is? It's time for what? Lean in. Let the people. Hear yes, you. I'm leaning in like I'm on MSNBC. There we go. Um, so I, on the special delivery this week, I mentioned uh, that I had seen. 
Snowpiercer on Netflix. Ah, and yes. I want to say that I think Snowpiercer belongs in a category. It's not as good as Children of Men, but Ooh. it's in. It should be in the same discussion as Sunshine District Nine. Um, Children of Men. I thought it was definitely one of the best science fiction movies of the modern time. It's directed by a Korean director, the guy who did the the host, which was like the biggest movie. It was a horror movie in Korea that I think was like the biggest movie in in Korean cinema. And it really feels very 21st century. It feels like an international movie. And I don't know how many people who are listening right now listen to the special delivery, but I think it's important enough to throw out there. Um, it's got a great cast. Um, Chris Evans, who plays is that that's Captain his name, who plays Captain America. I th- he's the star, and I thought he was fantastic. Wow! I basically think he's been better in each thing. Like I thought he was better in the Avengers than he was in the first Captain America. Better in Captain America 2 than he was in The Avengers. Oh, Chris Evans is in Sunshine, by the way, the Danny Boyle movie that I've been talking about. Wow. Uh, so the he's the, in the relations here are yeah, just going so, all over so, the place. It's all good. Anyway, Chris Evans is a star. <laughs> it's got a great supporting cast. Um, Octavia Spencer is in it. John Hurt. Um, Ed Harris. Damn. Um, yeah, it has um, this guy, Jamie Bell, who's a British actor who's starring on the AMC show Turn about spies during the American Revolution. Ewan Bremmer, who's one of the dudes from Train Spotting. And the whole movie takes place basically, the Earth has frozen over, and the entire surviving humanity is on a train that is going around the Earth. I've been wanting to watch this movie yeah. for a long time. I've it, heard about it from. It everyone. had a weird release. Like yeah. there was a weird, there was a weird thing with the release. It was like on DVD and TV yeah. at the same time. And movies or I had really wanted to see it when we were actually at the Halloween show. Chris Robinson, uh, you know, one of the many people who showed up to the uh, to the taping, the masses. Yes, uh, you know, he was he recommended it, and I was like, "Yeah, I hear it's coming on Netflix." And it turned out it came on came on Netflix like the next night. Yep. So I watched it Halloween weekend, and I was really impressed. Um, it, there were some Korean actors in there, like getting back to the big cast. There's some Korean actors in there who I I didn't know, but. Um, so surviving humanity on 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 the train Snowpiercer is going around around the planet. It takes a year to go to go around the planet, and there there's all kinds of class issues on the train. The people up front are living the life of Riley. The people in the back are living, living. the life of what Riley? That's, that's that's an expression you guys never heard. The no, life of I don't live in the life of royalty. No, life of Riley is like some <laughs> some cliched expression or whatever. What well, people I've never front, heard of that, Chica. Yeah, no, you can die the life of Riley. I don't know where it comes from, but that's that's a legitimate. It's expression. so funny that you said that. I have a friend whose daughter is named Riley, and on Instagram, that's her hashtag, life of Riley. See, that's what you know that comes from there. She there you make go, bang. So. So the people up front are living it up, and the people in the back are in misery. I mean, it's like li- and you they said live like, like revolutions. And yeah, whatnot. and so there's 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 been a couple of revolutions that have been squashed really violently, and Chris Evans is the leader of the most recent revolution. So Chris Evans is looking grimy and dirty. Chris Evans is looking grimy and dirty. Wow, and he looks like um, a newsy. Yeah. Wait, what? I said he looks like a newsie in it. He looks a little like a newsie. <laughs> a little yeah. like a newsie, except he has a beard, and I feel like the newsies are a, a little... Clean shaven and younger. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, so, you know, Christian Bale is in newsies. Yes. Yeah, yes. Which I actually, I actually never saw newsies. So, so, so Chris <laughs> Evans is leading this revolution to get to the front car. Yes. Could and you imagine this happening on a New York subway? Like, like, I like, can't imagine Chris. I don't Evans know the seven train just going back and forth between Queens and the city. Well, it's really amazing because they're going around the world, and so they pass like you know they they pass various landmarks, and you see them that they're, they're all frozen, and the way that the Earth became frozen, it's actually humanity's fault. And it, it's all very. It was like in in a way they they were trying to fight climate change, and they ended up freezing the world. So they of, so they know. stuck on this bitch. So they're train. all stuck on this train, and 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 it's it's really good. Again, international cast. There's action. There's thought provoking stuff. Very very good sci fi movie. Snowpiercer. Where, yeah, Snow Snowpiercer. Uh, Jong. I don't remember the guy's name, but it's like. <laughs> There's a Jong in there and a Boon in there. All right, all right. Snowpiercer yes. on Netflix right now. You can watch it. I've and heard you should a lot. Watch of, it, I've yeah. heard a lot of great things about it, so I'm gonna yeah, check it out. I've seen ASAP. it multiple times. And, and you have? And, no, I've seen seen it pop up in my 
list yeah, of yeah, movies to watch multiple you, you times. You guys should both watch it and, and, and let us know. I just want to point out that the Geek Soul Brother, another uh, podcast out there, yeah. just uh, saw the hit, which was a previous Chico's pick of the week on Netflix, oh. and he was raving yeah. about it. Shouts to him. He's yep. a good friend of the show as well. Absolutely. But, you know, Your so, influence still shining. That's right. So, you know, you should watch Snowpiercer and then go back and watch the hit if you haven't seen it yet. I know Ben Hamin wanted to see that. Yes, and I haven't seen either, but I will check them both right. out very soon. All right. All right. Nice. Nice. Anything else, Tatiana King Jones? I think I'm going to read a revolution on the E train. <laughs> like during rush hour. I want a revolution on the A train at that <laughs> nose stop. Oh, my God. The gentrification. Oh, man. There's. There's a war waiting to happen at Nostrand on the A-Train stop. Let me tell you, 5 o'clock afternoon is, oh, Lord of mercy. Yeah, so what else is going on before we get out of here? Oh, I, I just wanted to go back a little bit. Um, There is going to be, um, there were some preview scenes um, during the ABC special for yes. Marvel. And they, um, they had some Avengers clips, some Ant-Man clips. Yep. And I know you had mentioned something about the classic Ant-Man helmet being prevalent. Yes, yes. They showed the preview scenes. Instead of showing a new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yo, and let me say something. I'm actually sad that there wasn't a new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week. What? Yo, word what? up. Yo, I can't I can't. You front. were sad? Yo, I can't front, folks. Agents miss, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents? has got me. It you really has. Wow. Like, it's still goofy and corny, but it's something about it that... Yeah, I miss Coulson. I don't miss Sky as much. I do miss Evil Ward, though. I'm I'm a fan of Evil Ward, <laughs> and I I like Fitz and Simmons together again. Yeah, I can't front you. I'm a fan of Agents of Shield right now. I hope it Aww, it's survives for a few so more seasons. You're so cute being a fanboy. Yes. I think it's gonna survive. <laughs> I think you're safe in that. I, I hope so because I'm really feeling it. But yeah, they um instead they had a preview. Marvel had you know basically last night they had an hour long. We're the best. Yeah, an we, hour-long we, commercial. Not even a commercial, more of like, we're the best, we've been running shit, and we're going to show you how we've been running it for the last, you know, whatever years. And, you know, a couple of glimpses into the future. They showed some shots from Ant-Man. Well, not some shots, but like some behind-the-scenes. They show um, Scott Lang, played by Paul Rudd, talking to Michael Douglas, who plays Hank Pym. And Michael Douglas is definitely looking like an old man in the movie. But they also showed the Ant-Man suit, and it looks like the classic... Ant-Man helmet yeah, that's with the antenna. Dope. I like that. Yeah, yeah me too. so they're definitely going all the way so with So they this didn't one. make it, they didn't futurize it. Like I mean, it's futurized, but you to can a degree. It, but yeah, but you can the the look is there, the bubble head mm-hmm. with the antenna. Yeah, the bubble head and the antenna it just is a very I mean, iconic just, yes, look for, iconic for, exactly. for Ant-Man. So yes. no, it's all there. Cool. They, they also showed off some uh, scenes from Peggy Carter, the new series that will replace Agents of Shield for like 8 weeks. Yeah. In the winter time while Shield goes on hiatus. And, uh, you know, it looks cool. I mean, it, it's, you know, back in the past, like the uh, Captain America was when the first Captain America movie, it features Peggy Carter. So it's going to show, like, the formation of S.H.I.E.L.D. and things of that nature. Howard Stark turns up in it. Um, the original Jarvis, the butler, who becomes, right. you know, who I guess the computer is modeled after for Tony Stark is in it. Haley Atwell, did I get her name right? Haley, yeah, yes, Haley Atwell right. plays uh, Peggy Carter. She's looking great. You know, I like her in uh, Captain America. I'm a fan of Haley Atwell. The, the Haley Atwell genre is good with me. So, right. you know, I'm gonna watch Peggy Carter. I'm I'm an Agent Carter. I'm not too hyped as like like I because I, I can't lie. I'm a fan of Agents of Shield right now. So, but Peggy Agent Peggy Agent Peggy Agent Peggy Carter Agent Peggy Yeah, Agent <laughs> Peggy Carter is I, coming. I mean, it's definitely true that Marvel is clearly running things. I feel like if DC did a special for an hour right now, it would be like. <laughs> The dwarves <laughs> in the second Hobbit movie, like wandering around Mirkwood, all lost and dropping their wallets you, and their tobacco know, we, pouches, we, we, we bumping received, into each other. We received a couple of comments that maybe we were being too hateful towards DC. I saw somebody season. say that we should keep the DC slander up. Right. Somebody I see, I've said seen both. Okay. I, my thing is, I don't feel like we're hating or slandering. I think we're telling the truth. Yeah. Truth be told, Yo, DC DC kills it in an animation game to me. There's a couple of misses. There's a couple of. There's a couple of, yeah, live TV, some of the shows, not all the shows. There's a couple of misses in the animation department, some of Batman, but they're they're really good for the most part. They have not won yet on the big screen, and no. we're just telling the truth. Like, they are not there. They're not winning right now. Marvel is. So until DC has a stable of films, which, again, is going to take through to 2020, yep. once we see that buildup and we see the connections made, we see everything being illustrated in real life, then... We'll give it some more 
leeway. And, and right yeah, now, when, when I did Dark Knight fake. come out? Because that was the last sort of yeah. big, major, important DC. Was that two thousand? Was that two thousand five, two thousand six? Yeah, it's you. It's been remember. a minute. Yeah. It's been a, a minute. Yeah. Two thousand six, and, and two thousand seven. Right, and to be clear, we didn't like, especially with Marvel when they really just started going hard with their films. We didn't automatically assume, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be great. It's like they had to show it that they can do it, and they had to build up the universes and make it work and make it. It was after fit the together. Avengers that they really had solidified that they had taken oh, over yeah. the yeah. scene. Yeah, you the, know? Avengers, like, the Avengers did it. That yeah. was that was the one where like that was the most like I was talking about this on Twitter today because somebody was saying Incredibles is the greatest comic book movie, and I love it. You know, Incredibles is a great movie, but I still think Avengers because it it just I couldn't believe they pulled that together. I couldn't believe they had a first Captain America movie, an Iron Man movie, two Iron Man movies, and. Uh, Thor, Thor movie, mm-hmm. and then let and then had them all come together on screen and make it work and make you want to see more and you know still have a complete film in and of itself. So I still you know Avengers is one of the highest and I have faith in DC right now. I can't front you know the fact that they're doing a Suicide Squad, the fact that they're doing a Cyborg, that they got Jason Momoa to be Aquaman. You know I'm I'm hopeful. So. For all the people who think I'm just a hater, no, you know, I'm hopeful. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so is that it for this award-winning episode of Fan Bros Show? I think I so. I think so. Yeah, I think we've talked about everything. Big shout-outs once again to everyone who voted for us. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who comes out to our live events. Thank you to everyone who visits fanbros.com. Everyone who likes us on Facebook, subscribes on SoundCloud, on iTunes, checks us out on Stitcher, tweets about us. Tweets about us. Yeah, tweets about us. I love the <laughs> tweets. Hit me up, DJ Ben Amin. Hit Tatiana King up. Hit D Chico Leo up on Twitter. Follow us at Fanbro Show. And we out of here. Peace, God bless, and good night. I need a better sign off. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Separate the fan bros. Fan bros. Show.